Let me share with you something that the Lord brought to my attention last year, towards the end of last year. It says this, I am establishing you in intercession. He spoke to me. And then so, remember sharing with Pastor Carl. In fact, she reminded me this two weeks ago we were talking. And then um, after that, I've experienced, I've had some experiences in prayer in my own time that sometimes I don't have even vocabulary for. Then, some weeks ago, the Lord started impressing me that I want you to spend more time in prayer so that now when you come with people in prayer, I'll impart that spirit upon them. And one of the things, they'll feel an easiness in prayer. That's exactly, that was such a, a confirmation. And the, the stepping into the realm of the spirit. Do you know actually you can pray in the natural? Do you know that you can pray in the natural? You can pr- pray soulish prayers. You can just utter them, soulish prayers. But then the, the crossing over is to usher us into his presence. And remember what I shared with you last, last Wednesday, that the Lord told me uh, some, what was it? I think the beginning of this year, he said this to me. That was, wow, Lord. He said this to me, you have been, you have known how to enter into my presence. I want you to learn how to dwell. I thought, Lord, it's taken over 24 years to know how to enter. <laughs> now I've, uh, you've known how to enter into my presence. I want you to know how to, to learn how to dwell in my presence. And that's what I've been believing God for, for these prayer services. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth. Even if you came two of you, I'll have the same faith. I'll have the same faith to, to, to be able to, to impart that. But I'm believing we are going to see increase that you've never increased before. And, and, and amazing tonight, on behalf, we've already done our praying. Glory. Uh, tonight, uh, I actually entitled the message, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then under it, I wrote divine encounters. Divine encounters. Let me see if I can share some things quickly, then we wind up tonight. And last year, anyone remembers, I think towards the end of last year, I shared also uh, praying from his presence. You remember that? Praying for his presence. That's really very important. Because what, what we have experienced this night, even like what Joshua has, 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 has shared, and, and Sheila, we have experienced praying from his presence. And that's what, that, that is like, like an eagle in the air. Just, you know, the, the, sometimes you see birds, just, especially an eagle, just balancing. It's just like, my goodness, that, that bird is enjoying being up there. And then, uh, unlike fish in the water, it's so natural. When the glory of God comes, that which is a struggle in the natural becomes an easy thing to do. 
that is actually in line with what I've been sharing. I've been teaching these last two weeks about the anointing factor. You start experiencing uneasiness in things that you struggle with. So divine encounters. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, from the Amplified Version, classic. He says, uh, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed, and which settled on each one of them. And listen to this. And they were all filled, like the way the Amplifier says, diffused throughout their souls. Uh, with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other, in other foreign, different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. And so when you hear us speaking loud in tongues, please, we are scriptural. Okay? As the Spirit kept giving them clear and, cloud, and, and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Now, let me say something about that about divine encounters, because that was a divine encounter. Do we all agree? And listen to this then, some, some thoughts I've put down about divine encounters. Divine encounters will not increase your faith, because you know how faith comes. How does faith come? By hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So divine encounters will not increase your faith, however they'll bring you to the reality of your faith. Do you need an explanation regarding that? The divine encounters will not increase your faith. Why is that so? There is one way of how faith comes. From the word of God, we see in Romans chapter, chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But what those divine encounters will do, actually will bring you to the reality of your faith. An example, an example if you encounter, you have a divine encounter until you start. Ex oh, come on. What did I do? All right, just a moment. I think I did something here. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, let me say it again. I lost a little bit focus there. However, they bring you to the reality of your faith. When, when you have, let's say, like an example of a divine encounter of angelic existence. You see, that's a divine encounter, that's all. Because you don't go around seeing angels. But, but we know the word of God says so. We see their angels here by faith. And we know they are. That's the realm of the reality. They are here. But look at this. If you had a supernatural encounter and you're able to see angels, that won't bring you faith because you already have faith in the angelic realm. But what will they, that do? It brings you, the, it brings you to the rear. It brings it brings you to the reality of your faith. Meaning that which you believe is real. You see that? Okay? Now, they open you up to the reality of the scriptures. The divine, divine encounters open you up to the reality of the scriptures. And if you encounter, you have a divine encounter in this way, 
and you see the reality of the scriptures, do you know what will happen? When you start reading the scriptures from this other, other area, you believe it. You believe it. You've tested the reality of the realm of the spirit. Like when I was talking about uh, Elisha and his servant, when, when he said, open his eyes, his eyes are open, and he had actually, that was a divine encounter. He was able to see uh, horses and chariots of fire, and wow, that's the reality of it. If you did that, that brings you to, to we know that, we know, but it, it brings you to, it opens you up to the reality of the scriptures, like what Hebrews chapter 4, 12 says, the word of God is living and active. It's a living one. John 6, 63 says, the word that I speak to, they are spirit and they are life. So you start experiencing the life that is in the scriptures. Now let me say, say some things here about the Holy Spirit at work in the book of Acts. I'll, I'll read out. These messages are free. You can get them and on and on. So if you don't get to write, you don't get to write this. But listen, instead of writing, maybe you can have a thought here and there. And you can go listen in your own time. The power of the Holy Spirit through the church is the most striking feature in Acts. In the book of Acts. The book has, has even been called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Of course, we hear that the book of Acts. Of the, and it said the Acts of the Apostles. But actually it was the Acts. Those are Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's actually been referred as the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Spirit in Acts, however, cannot be understood without seeing the relationship between Acts and the Gospels, which demonstrates, demonstrate an essential continuity. That, that was what it was. You came from, uh, if, if you cannot isolate the book of Acts by itself, you have to think in terms of also the Gospels. Because remember, the last instruction says, you shall be endued with power, or you shall receive the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power, and the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So it was a continuity of actually the ministry of Jesus. All right? Now, see about, see then, here, uh, both the public ministry of Jesus in the Gospels and the public ministry of the church in the book of Acts begin with a life-changing encounter with the Spirit. Think about this. We know a wonderful Christmas story about Jesus. We see him from the scriptures. We see him when he was 12 years in, in the synagogue. But after that, we don't hear him healing one person who nears 18 years. We don't, we don't hear him even raising up a rat. When he was 20 years. Or when he was 25. Did you hear anything about him doing anything you know, supernatural? No. Was he less of a son of God when he was two years? Come on now. Was he less of a son of God when he was 25 years? So look at this. Usually when believers think this way, Jesus did what he did because he was the son of God. It's error. Because, remember, he didn't do anything that we know of the scriptures in walking in the supernatural, doing the supernatural. We don't hear him doing anything until when he's baptized and baptized by John the Baptist to fulfill all righteousness, like he says. And when the Holy Spirit came upon him as the dove, then his ministry begins. Then the miraculous begins. 
Then the healings begin. Then the casting out of devils begin. In other words, if he, if he walked around like, like God, then none of us will be able to do anything supernatural because we are not like God. Quote-unquote, we are not like God. Quote-unquote. You understand? We have not experienced virgin birth. All right? You see what I'm saying? So then that's why it brings us to this point that I was speaking last Sunday. It brings us to the anointing factor. So whatever he did on this earth was that anointing factor that produced results. And that's the same spirit that we have received. So it's a life-changing encounter. His ministry and that of the church begins with a life-changing encounter with the spirit. Uh, with the spirit. Both are essential of our both are essential accounts of the results of that event, that encounter. Now look at this then. The power of the Spirit in Jesus' life, Jesus' life, authorized him to preach the, king of, the kingdom of God and to demonstrate kingdom power by healing the sick, casting out demons, and setting the captives free. We see that in Luke chapter 4, 14 to 8. Okay? And, and the same Spirit power in Acts chapter 2 gave the same authority to the disciples gave the same authority to the disciples. This is what it means. You and I have not been left out. We have been given the same authority. Jesus is the prototype, the very important to listen to this, Jesus is the prototype of the spirit-filled, spirit-empowered life. He's a prototype of the spirit-filled, spirit-empowered life as we saw in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The book of Acts is the story of the disciples receiving what Jesus received in order to do what Jesus did. The book of Acts is the story of the disciples receiving what Jesus received in order to do what Jesus did. And we remember in John chapter 14, verse 12, it says, these greater works than you do, you will do than these. So do you know what that means? We qualify to do the works of the Holy Spirit, what do we, of, 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 uh, of Jesus. What do we need? We need an empowerment. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need to experience the glory of God. We need to experience encounters with the Holy Spirit. Now, in Acts chapter 2, continuing then verse 16 to 20, I think I'll finish with this. We've already had some encounters, that's all. So you'll go, you'll go home just... Oh. <laughs> All right, 16, verse 16, it says this. Remember, so the Holy Spirit has come upon the disciples, and now Peter speaks. And then he says this, he comes to verse 15. Remember when they say, some of them say, these men are drunk. Verse 15 says, for these men are not drunk as you imagine, for it is only the third hour, about 9 a.m. of the day. Okay, it's too early to get drunk. <laughs> but instead, this is the beginning of. This is the beginning of. 2,000 years ago, he says, this is the beginning. Now, what that, does that mean, church? We're in the last of last days of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. If that was the beginning, 
and we see the effects of that which is the beginning. And everything concerning God, the latter is always better. This is the beginning of. So do you know what that tells us? I'm telling you, uh, in, in the heart of God is this. The disciples of Jesus, God is saying this. They didn't see anything compared to what he's about to release on this earth for the church. Mark those words and be expectant. Remember those who prophesied before the coming, the prophets of old, before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, they looked forward to that day they were prophesying. That's what the book of Acts, the, the book of Peter says. But look at this then. For us, we need to be looking forward to that outpouring of the Holy Spirit than nothing that has ever been known on this earth. That's available. I believe to see it. And I believe not so many years to come. I believe, I believe we are in a measure of wheat. We're in a measure of wheat. That if you, you do what I've been, I've been sensing for me to tell you, is this, if you do take time, I've been using the word linger, or to tarry in his presence, you'll experience more than anything you've ever known before. It's a, it's a crossing over to the realm of the reality. It's being caught up. In fact, I, I was telling Miss Ruth um, this, this past weekend, and I'm not a kind of a person like I feel this, I feel this, I feel this. I believe the word of God. You understand that? But encounters are scriptural. I'll show you something in a short while. Look at this then. In 1996, in August 1996, I had some, a certain encounter that marked me. And I was asking the Lord, what did it mean to me? And he told me what actually it was. Telling me 25, 25 years later of our encounter. And this was what it was, uh, what, what, what happened, was all of a sudden one day, maybe it continued for two weeks, the presence of God came upon me like a mist. I'll feel it. People wouldn't see it. But I'll feel it around me and sometimes just come over me and feel so, so, you know, just cool, but not cold. And it surround me all around, probably for about two weeks. And my mind, all of a sudden, was, I'm, I'm using the word, was captured by the reality of heavens. I remember telling the Lord this. I looked towards town one day and I told the Lord this. If I owned everything in this city, everything that I can see, and I had the title deed of this city, the whole of it, in my name, I will not compare it to what I'm experiencing it. This is more than anything I can imagine of. For about two weeks. I remember someone will tell me like, God bless you. And immediately they say, God bless you. I'll feel like that mist has increased upon me for about two weeks. The amazing thing is this. this is, that is one of them. 
that have started experiencing, having some experiences regarding that. Sunday morning before we left, for, before, in, in time of my prayer, I started experiencing that. Sunday morning. We went to a dining table, Tina and I, to have breakfast. And, and as, as we were seated, I felt it so much. Then I asked him, are there any windows open here? She says, no. Are you feeling any breeze? She said, no. <laughs> and then at some point, it became like, like I was seeing, looking at her through a veil. It was like just it came around me on my face. And I said, can you see anything? She says, no. She says, I need to see too. <laughs> I believe I receive it. I struggled through having breakfast. I didn't feel like eating. I knew I needed to eat. When I measure of it, and there'll be supernatural encounters. And this is why I'm going to show you from the scripture why you should expect to have supernatural encounters. Why you should ex expect. And, and the Lord told me this, actually. I won't say exactly what he told me. I'll just conceal a portion of it. I said, Lord, how did that help me? And one of the, the things he told me, he told me this, you're still standing today. <clears throat> You're still standing today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those encounters <clears throat> will make you value God's presence than anything else. Than anything else. Can I tell you something? Than your own life. He who seeks to save his life shall lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake shall save it. They loved not their lives even to the death. Revelation 12, 11. They overcame the devil by, by, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even to the death. You realize God's things are more important to you than anything else. Okay? This is the beginning of. Thou art was spoken through prophet Joel. Now listen to this. And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, God declares, that I'll pour out my spirit upon all mankind. Hey, your brothers, your sisters, like what Sheila has prayed, that I've not come to the kingdom of God. It's the time. It's the time. You need to declare that. Your children, it's the time. For them to come to the kingdom of God. I don't care what the devil is doing. You, you get into the glory of God. You start declaring that word. And Isaiah 44 verse 26 says. He confirms the word of his servants. And performs the counsel of his messages. You start declaring by the spirit of God. It is time for my relatives to come into the kingdom of God. They have served you for a long time devil. That I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. And your sons, come on, anyone who's believing God for the sons to come to the kingdom of God. And your sons, any daughters? Yes. And your daughters shall prophesy. 
you better have these scriptures around you and you start going say, God, this is the time. It began about 2,000 years ago and it is the time. For my sons and my daughters shall prophesy. My sons, you should, you, if they are not born again, tell them. You shall prophesy. I've given you a scripture to pray. Many times people don't have anything to pray. But God, help me, help me, help me. He did that 2,000 years ago. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Tell him forth the divine counsels. And your young men, listen to this. Young men shall see visions. Listen to what he says. Divinely granted appearances. Does that sound like encounters? Divinely granted appearances. And that's why I'm getting myself ready for the youth in April. To have divine encounters. I told Ella Francis, we need a youth meeting. We need a divine encounter. It's not a meeting for activities. You understand? It's not a meeting for, for icebreakers. You hear that? Tell you what you, it's not a meeting for its breakers. You know, you know when you don't have much substance, you need to be breaking ices. Ices should not be there. They need to have been broken a long time ago by the fire. <laughs> you remember? You remember when Elijah, when Elijah, uh, with the four hundred and fifty ba- prophets of Baal, what happened? They poured water. When the Holy, the, the fire of God came, what did he do? Did you remember the word which is used? It is what. Anyone? Open your mouth wide. There's a word that it used in those scriptures. Licked. Who say that? Oh, I need to give you some water. No, licked. Licked. The water was licked by that fire from heaven. Why do you have icebreakers in a meeting? We need fire to lick the meeting from the beginning. <laughs> You know, those are, those are things of the world. You know, you, you, you've, ever seen, uh, you've ever seen a musicians, you know, even gospel musicians, you know, they, they, they have that smoke on the background. Uh, you've ever seen that? But that's not supposed, the glory is the one that's supposed to come that way, not pe- people causing smoke. <laughs> but that's the truth. You know, that is like... Uh, what, do you, do you, what is that word? Ikaba? Yeah? The, the glory has departed. How do you, how do you spell that? Remind me. R? Okay. I can hear you the most. But you know the word I'm talking about. It's like the glory has departed, so we need smoke. And you know, actually, if you read out some things that has happened in the past, the glory of God will come in meetings like fire. And people are not consumed. The glory of God will come into meetings like the cloud and it will fill. We see it in the scriptures, people. But in the 21st century, the smoke. Then you sing, Yahweh, 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 with the smoke. Say it no more. Now, okay, Divine, divinely granted, uh, icebreak, divinely granted appearances. And your old men shall dream dreams, divinely suggested dreams. 
Yes, and my men servants also, and my men servants in those days, I'll pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. Now look at this then. And he'll show wonders, and he says this, oh, no, 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 no. And look at verse 21. This is the whole thing. That is why she was right on when she prayed this way. And it shall come to pass. And it shall be that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, invoking, adoring, and worshiping the Lord Christ, shall be saved. The Lord says this, this is for the souls. This is for the souls. I have souls to bring in in this wave of my glory to come into the kingdom of God. Your children, your sons, your daughters, people that you've been believing God to come into the kingdom of God. God says, it's the time. Now is. But I'm telling you that glory is so important for, for them to be impacted, that divine encounters to be impacted by that presence of God, and then for them to come into the kingdom of God. And they'll be crying, running to come to the kingdom of God. I need salvation. Now, listen to this from verse 16 from the, the, the Passion Translation. I'm going to read out some things there, and they will. They'll make you stand on your seat. Only, only Martin, okay. You want to get to stay seated, okay? <laughs> Listen to this verse 17. This is what I'll do in the last days. God says that. I'll pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and daughters to prophesy and your young men to see visions. Now, this is what I want to read to you, what he says, that the, the, the Passion Translation gives some uh, some some writing there concerning this word visions. Listen, divine appointed appearances. Divine appointed appearances. The Greek, the Greek word for vision is orasis, H-O-R-A-S-I-S. Can also mean, listen to this, our eyes opened to have divine encounters. And, and see into the spirit realm. Do you remember what I taught last Sunday? Our eyes open. This is what it means, vision. Our eyes open to have what? Divine encounters. So God is saying this. It's my will for the church to experience divine encounters. And it's the, the will of God for you to, to, to experience that. To do what? To, for you to increase in faith, no. Faith comes by the word of God. But for your faith to become a reality. Or if you have a lamb walking over here in meetings and, and several of them and blind eyes and, and honor, those are divine encounters. Do you know people say, wow, that's, that's amazing. This, Jesus is alive. We can see that. What does that mean? They, they will see the reality of Christ now. While sometimes much of our theology doesn't convince them. You say, and it was supernatural meeting, and they are not born again. Supernatural what? At the door. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Greek word for visions, okay? So it says this is our eyes opened to have divine encounters and see into the spiritual realm. 
And this is what God wants us to experience. And your old men will experience dreams from God. And then he says this, and but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, verse 21, will be saved. Let me give you quickly some things why, 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 why how you can experience those divine encounters. One word that I'll use, you must desire. You must desire to go beyond the ordinary. You just must desire to go beyond the ordinary. You just have to desire. You know, the Bible says, uh, the, the King James says, whatsoever things we desire when we pray. And, and he says in also in, a, in a Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, uh, he says this, pursue love and honestly what? Desire spiritual things, spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So the desire is part of it. You desire, if you desire something too much, you, it starts, you start being driven to wanting to experience it. You see that? If you start looking at the scriptures with such a desire, you start experiencing, you actually attract those divine encounters and you will not live an ordinary life. Secondly, you must be convinced that there is beyond what you know and have seen. Therefore, you seek God with your whole heart. You must be convinced that there is more than what you have experienced or you have heard or you have seen. Therefore, you start desire, you, you start seeking God with your whole heart and God is faithful. In Luke chapter 11, he says this, ask and it shall be given. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Seek, seek and you shall find. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks shall find. Is that faithfulness of God? Yes, he is. He's faithful. Therefore, you must be convinced that there is beyond what you have known or you have seen. Therefore, you seek with your whole heart. Thirdly, you must know that God's realm is supernatural. God's realm is supernatural. That's why we should expect divine encounters. Because God's realm is supernatural. It's a miraculous realm. And everything written in the word is so. I think it was the beginning of this year the Lord told me, you know, like I was reading the scriptures. He spoke to me through the scriptures and he says this, I'm the God of Israel. Oh, wow. 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 You're the God of Israel. Wow. You parted the Red Sea. Wow. You did all those signs and wonders. You've done all the years. You've demonstrated healing. You demonstrated signs and wonders and all that. You're that God of Israel. I saw in him in a, in a fresh way that God says to me, you know, through his word, it was, came out from the scriptures, I am the God of Israel. He's a God of the miraculous. He's a God of the supernatural. You must know that God's realm is, mira- is supernatural, miraculous, and everything written in the word is so. So therefore, it's okay to experience divine encounters. Because it's in the realm of the supernatural. It's the realm of God. And then, that, that, is, that is, we already prayed. So that was what I was going to do tonight. We are going to pray, but thank God we already did that. We, we are going to pray for the fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then do this. Don't stop right there. Pursue it. You know, a young man, if he say like, he feels like I'm going to get married to that girl. 
They just don't say confessing, I married that girl. Praise God. They start doing something. Huh? Pursuing. Hmm? Pursuing all your praying in tongues since you're born again. Caste bros, Glory, you're pursuing. <laughs> you're going a certain day. You've known you're going to get married. That guy, you better be pursuing. So look at this. You, you ask for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You believe we receive it, but pursue it. Then you see it in the spirit realm. Then what happens after you've seen it in the spirit realm? You believe it. What happens when you believe? You start speaking it. What happens you start speaking it? You start acting that way. And what happens after? You rest in the assurance that you have it. And what happens? You rejoice. Amen. Those are steps of faith, actually seeing the manifest. You start rejoicing. I've seen it. I've seen it. You start rejoicing. Have you realized I've been rejoicing? I've seen it. <laughs> I was in a certain place recently. I had someone make a statement. And I thought, praise God forever. They made it when I've seen something. If I hadn't seen what I have seen, I could have been very discouraged. But they made it too late when I'd already seen the realm that is before us. I thought, glory to God. Hallelujah. Did you receive something tonight? And we are done. And you are going home. That you may experience the glory at home. Even when you are walking, even when you are going around, even when you are going to sleep tonight, sleep expecting, wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, expect to have heard from God, even in your dreams. Father, we do thank you for your word. Stand up on your feet, please. Thank you for your word this night. Thank you for all what you've done in our midst this night, Lord. Hallelujah. Just thank him, please. Just thank him. Thanking him also is such a powerful expression of faith. Hallelujah. Thank him. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Father. Father, we do thank you tonight for the things that you've done in this meeting, for the expressions of the Holy Spirit, for the manifestation of your glory in our midst. For the utterance of your spirit that you have given to us, Father. And for the things that you've enabled us to see. A glimpse. A glimpse of things that are coming in our lives. A glimpse of things that are coming in your church. Father, thank you. For that which began about 2,000 years ago. The beginning of what was prophesied by Prophet Joel. We believe, Father, that there is a full manifestation of it in our generation than, something, than anything that has ever been known on this earth. Oh yeah, I see that. Than anything that has ever been known in any generation. Why? Because there are souls on this earth that must come into the kingdom of God. So Father, tonight, we believe we have received that which you prayed for this night.
We believe we have received that which you prophesied over this night. Concerning your glory, concerning your presence, Father, in our generation. Ah, thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for your people. I bless them. Every single one of them, the name of Jesus. And anyone that will ever listen to this message, I speak your blessing and I speak divine encounters. Divine encounters. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive that. Receive that. Say, I receive divine encounters. From this night henceforth, I believe I receive divine encounters in the name of Jesus. So, Father, thank you for granting this to us. And we honor you, sir, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah.